I do think that it's very important to keep finding inspiration, keep talking about things in design. I find myself doing that a lot to kind of help me figure out what works. I'm Dory Tunstall, Dean of Design at OCAD University and the first Black Dean of Design anywhere. And this is Connect for Design Bridges a series of intimate conversations between diverse design leaders and students about creativity and life, brought to you by the Connect4 Mentorship Program. Building knowledge is a crucial, ongoing part of every designer's career. Senior Tyreek Moore is just starting on that path, and as his mentor, Pentagram partner Eddie O'Power points out, the process of talking with other creatives and learning and discovering new things is at the heart of being a good designer. Here's Tyreek and Eddie. I guess I'll start by uh, introducing myself. My name is Tyreek. I'm 21 right now. I'm a senior at Mercy College. I'm studying graphic design and animation. And I'm from Yonkers, New York. My name's Eddie O'Para. I'm a partner at Pentagram. I originally am from London, England. Uh, I've lived in the US for over 24 years. And it's really great to be here. Were you, you know, really into visual arts as a child? Did you enjoy painting, drawing? What are the creative projects that you, you worked on as a kid? So as a kid, I was interested in art, just like any other kid, though. In middle school and high school, I was drawing comics and making like very short animations during my free time. It wasn't anything too great, but it was just a little hobby as a way for me to express myself. And my friends definitely encouraged me to keep doing it. I had a lot of fun drawing and making different creative things as a way to kind of relax. What about you? Were you a visual kid? Did you ever draw or create things? I was a visual kid. To shut me up at church, my mum would always give me a piece of paper and a pencil, and that would do the trick. <laughs> but I didn't really know what I wanted to be for a very long time. Drawing was, yes, a hobby. I was very much interested in it at school, but I didn't know what graphic design was. I wouldn't say art was a passion at that point. It was just a way to quiet me down, get me focused. Yeah, like starting out, I had no idea what graphic design was. I always just did art as a pastime, just to entertain myself and just to create things. I never really saw it as a job, as something that you can do as a career. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I did feel as though I wanted to be an architect when I was, I think, 15, 16. I went on a internship and I thought that was going to be really interesting. And the gentleman that I was working with, they were really great and they really infused me to investigate more about architecture. But I remember asking a question one day, how long does it take to become an architect? And they said, a pretty long time. And they sort of laid it out for me. They were sort of suggesting you know, around about like your late 30s, 40s, maybe you'll start actually building buildings. And I was like, it's way too long. So uh, I had a sort of quasi epiphany there 
and that wasn't going to really work out for me. But I was in class one day and a really good friend of mine suggested graphic design to me. And I wanted to know why he did that. And he said, well, look at how you draw your oranges. They're just perfect circles. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's really strange, but I'll investigate more. And suddenly got more into the aspects of screen printing and graphic elements that apply to screen printing. That's what started the journey, I suppose. But I didn't do a foundation course I went directly into graphic design and uh, I was really worried. I was very, very scared because everybody had, and when I say everybody, all the other students had this, this great underpinning of doing this whole year of anything. Their imaginations were sort of greater than mine to a certain degree. And so I had a big problem for, I think, two years actually making anything. And teachers were worried about me. They were worried to the point where they had suggested that I go away uh, to Holland. And I did um, to sort of open myself up more. And mm -hmm. that was it. That was the thing I needed to do to actually travel, see new things, hear new ideas, get myself going, be more self-reliant. And it really did the trick. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, I feel like I'm kind of going through a similar situation as you right now. I first went to Mercy for animation and from high school, from me just creating comics to going into college to learn more about art. Uh, it was kind of a huge shift. I went to college just thinking I wanted to do art, but I didn't really know a lot compared to everyone else. It was very intimidating being compared to my peers. But in my foundation classes, I was learning a lot. That's actually what started my journey to graphic design because, like I said, I had no idea what graphic design really was outside of just like logos and advertising. I started to like graphic design because there was a lot more to it than what I originally thought. So I started taking graphic design classes alongside animation and it just started to grow on me. But I do feel like there's a lot that I need to learn about graphic design because I'm coming from knowing next to nothing and I have a ways to go learning and developing myself. Yeah, I think we all have a ways to go in all honesty. It's all about communication, really. And how we communicate to so many different types of people and so many different types of professions and institutions and organizations that one cannot really state that you know it all. That time that you want to invest to investigate needs to actually happen all the time. And don't take anything for granted. The people you meet and the travels that you have are so important to your study as a designer. You may think that you're stuck in a rut sometimes, that you're going around in a particular circle, but you're not. You have to keep on practicing. That's the beauty of what we do. We can't rest on our laurels at all. You, you'll be surprised about the things that you learn over the course of time and who you actually learn it from. Each and every time you go online, 
you start to see things that are fairly new or go to a library or you walk down the street and you're like, well, how did they do that? How do I do that? Or how do I change the way that I think and deal with things? And I think that's important. That's the struggle, right? And I think no matter what, your colleagues and friends that are in the graphic design, if you're not suggesting new things and new ideas about how things work, then create that conversation, create that dialogue. Mm -hmm. And I feel as though that's never tiring. You'd always really learn a lot. Yeah, I think that me and my peers, we draw inspiration from everywhere, from everything that's going on in the outside world, to what other people are doing. And a lot of times we share what we see and we talk about it. Like how design influences other things. We kind of talk about those types of things. I do think that it's very important to keep finding inspiration, keep talking about things in design. I find myself doing that a lot to kind of help me figure out what works. So when you were younger, how did you expand your knowledge as a designer or just in general, like, how did you open yourself more to the world of design? Well, there were a few things. When I graduated from undergrad, I felt as though I was still incredibly naive about graphic design and I needed to do a master's. And I was fairly young. I was 22 when I applied and got into Yale. And I used that naivety, actually to say that I don't know everything. Let me find out and let me investigate even more so. And so how has it changed today? I think it's changed because ideas and theories and society has changed. You know, technology has changed the way we think. There is this sense of societal change with technology, policies, ideas of what design actually is have really ignited and changed the pace of what and where design is going. And to be absolutely honest, it's exciting because you don't really know. And that's exciting. I'm very much alerted by this all the time about questioning or where design's going, where's design going? And if I don't really know, I'm like, this is great. I can now sort of create my own pathway. And if anybody says, well, that's weird and I don't like what he's doing, and so be it. You know, that's another thing. Don't conform. It's just not the way forward. It just isn't. So do you think that young people really understand design? Oh, well, graphic design, let's put it that way. I believe that they, in a way, subconsciously understand it. They may not be able to articulate it as much as a more professional designer would, but definitely young people can understand when things in design are working when they're not like for example instagram all the young people are bashing on the new ui update that they have done recently just because of the way facebook has relocated everything that's really interesting i often find that there are many ways to look at something there are many doors of perception rather than one door of perception and that we should try to elevate that a lot more than we actually do. Mm -hmm. 
And I find the overfocus of or the sort of myopic approach of the element of design is incorrect. I mean, okay, it's not the idea of like the invention of the wheel. Um, you know, there's there's only one way a wheel can basically work, right? There's many ways that Instagram can be updated and adjusted because it needs to advance at certain points. So I believe that designers should never be stifled by the approach of the people. Mm. They should definitely be open to what people actually state, but they shouldn't overly be stifled because that is not the mother of invention at all. That is just being placed in a box because that's the way people like things and that nothing needs to move ahead. And we need to move ahead. It's interesting that you talked about that because a lot of young designers, they like to break the rules a lot with their design. I do feel that design is heading in a direction where they're not subjected to the rules and the kind of plain way things should be presented. A lot of young designers like to be edgy and hip and do things that may not make any sense, but it's different. Yeah, you know, it's style. It's what you call the sort of, I think, the genesis of their language. That's totally fine. But the idea here is if you know the rules, you can break the rules. If you don't know the rules, try to understand the rules, then break the rules. It's better. You'll have a lot more longevity within your lifespan as a designer in that particular case instead of being something that is fleeting. So we're talking about all this knowledge to gain and to learn. I wanted to know, like, how does having all this knowledge affect your work or even outside of design? How does having design knowledge help you in the real world? Oh, wow. How does it help me? I think it's more like whatever makes you feel good and then how you can actually interconnect and communicate in your own manner at ease. And that's, to me, part of design. How has it sort of changed me? Well, it's a way of life. It's a belief. Uh, <laughs> it's not a religion, uh, though. Uh, <laughs> it's, again, like art, like anything that you really love, you're partly obsessed with, it takes over your life. And thus, it starts to affect, in a good way, people around you. Because if you're a really good designer and you're sort of observing others, then you start to digest what they give you. I wanted to ask you if the things that you've learned over the years, if you think they will start to become less useful over time, or do you think it will stay equally as important? Uh, really interesting question. I think knowledge that you have in the past is incredibly important for the future. The knowledge that you have can be wrong, and then you can utilize it to suggest that I used to think this way, now I think this way, right? Mm -hmm. And these are the reasons why. Mm -hmm. There's another way to look at it and say, if you're, let's say, looking for historical fact and practice within design, it's not that it's just a narrative that you're still relaying, it's a particular method that you can actually utilize. But a lot of people say, oh, Eddie, how the hell do you know that? And it's like, well, you know, it's because... <laughs> Back in the day, I did it. I read this, and this is how you do this, and such and such. So it's knowledge building, no matter what. No matter what. It's not something that is old and rickety, and you don't need to do that. I suggest 
buying, reading or scanning books and providing knowledge. You can use it towards your work and you can use it against your work as well. It's a good thing to know things from the past. Yeah, I agree with you. I think starting out, a lot of people think that the things that you learn in design may not be so useful, like the foundational things, but they're called foundation for a reason because they're kind of the things that you build upon when you design, even professionally, like yes. grid and things like that. And I was the same beginning out. I thought that those things don't really matter and I just forget about them, but no, I'm still remembering those things today. Yeah, and don't think that everything started from Bauhaus. It didn't. That is a myth. Go back, go back in time, go back even beyond Gutenberg and Caxton. Go beyond that. Look at it from the elements of Middle Eastern design and, and African design. Look at it beyond. Look at the aspects of geometry, where it came from. Mm -hmm. That's foundational. Yeah. Thank you for listening. The mentors and mentees in this conversation were brought together by Connect4, Networking for Equality in Design. Connect4 is a growing initiative and current collaboration between the Mercy College Design and Animation Program, Pentagram, and Design Leaders. It supports design students of color by opening real pathways to leadership. Learn more about Connect4 on Instagram at CNNCT4. This podcast was produced by Hawk and Paul Productions in collaboration with Mercy College, Pentagram, and Design Observer.